The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Fast is on. I want to encourage you to participate um, as much as you can. We've already taught earlier in the month one of the things you can do in the beginning that will help you tremendously on the rest of your journey is to fast. And we saw that in the life and ministry of Jesus at the beginning of his ministry. The Holy Ghost drove him into the wilderness, Luke chapter 3, Luke chapter 4, to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. And he did it well. And we pointed out two keys for you there. Fast with a purpose. You should have a goal or a few goals. Lord, this is what I want to see. This is what I want to do. In the case of Jesus, the Bible said the Spirit led him to be tempted of the devil. I believe that was because Jesus was going to um, have to deal with Satan a lot in his ministry. So God used those 40 days to train him on how to defeat the devil, how to overcome the devil, how to, how to, how to beat the temptations of the devil. That was the purpose of the fast. And as he passed every temptation during that 40-day period, the Bible said he returned in the power of the Spirit. I decree you will be another man, another woman after these three days in the name of Jesus. You will not remain the same in the name of Jesus. You will return at another level in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. These are things we can see from the Word and we can believe for ourselves. So I encourage you to do that. So the fast is on. We are praying every day. Um, you, you can pray with Dr. K 2 p.m. and 11 p.m. I know for some of us, those hours may not be our favorite hours. Maybe you're at work or you're in the middle of your day or it's late at night. But remember, you can also pray these prayers on demand. Today, Dr. K gave us seven scriptures to pray and meditate on. We've sent it to your chat groups. Look at that and um, take advantage of those prayer points. Then you can also pray with us in the local church, 5.30 a.m. in the morning and 6 p.m. every evening like this today, tomorrow, Friday. We're going to be gathered praying just to take advantage of what God has for us. And I want to focus on that theme of strength. We've been talking about starting strong, starting strong to, to carry you through this year. You're going to have a great year in Jesus' name. And it's going to be a year, even according to God's word over you, a year of new things in the name of Jesus. So start it strong. You need strength. And that's one of the things God promises us when we fast. Glory be to God. They that what wait upon the Lord, what will happen? They shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. Declare with me, my strength is being renewed. Say it again, my strength is being renewed. Over these three days of corporate fasting, say it with faith, my strength is being renewed. I will run, I will not be weary. I will walk, I will not faint. I will mount up with wings like eagles. I will soar, I will fly, I will be elevated by the mighty hand of God. Oh, hallelujah. Divine strength is God's will for us. Glory be to God. And we're going to tap into that mightily over these three days. 
Um, look with me at Revelations chapter 5. Let, let's establish again why God wants us strong. Strong in every regard. Strong in every regard. Again, you can look at how the first 30 days or this first month has been. Have you started strong? Have you started strong? And even if you've started strong, can you be stronger? Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I believe I can be stronger. I, I, I can be stronger. Glory be to God. And if I can tap into what God has for me, I know my life will be better. It's God's will for us to be strong. Revelations 5, verse 12. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive, share the scripture with us often in church, the things Jesus obtained for us, the things God wants us to have. Number one on the list is power. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive on our behalf for us, for our benefit, power and riches and wisdom and strength. It's amazing that strength made that list. Strength. So as surely as God knows that we need power, as surely as God knows that we need riches and wisdom, does anybody need these things? God also knows that we will need strength for the journey ahead of us. We can't afford to be weak people. Oh, we may be weak in ourselves, and that may be the case, but bless God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We are strong people. Hallelujah. Yes, this is strength for us and honor and glory and blessing. So the Bible says, we read this um, earlier on, on Sunday, Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord. That strength that Christ has received for you, take it, be strong in it, receive it, walk in it. Particularly as you are starting this year. Pretty soon we'll stop saying starting this year now. In fact, really from today, we should stop saying starting this year. It's now starting this month. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The first month has come and gone. So we are starting a new month. Start strong. No, you can carry this revelation of starting strong, not just for the beginning of the year. It's at the beginning of the year I re really teach it and emphasize it. But at the beginning of every month. Start the, week, the month strong. At the beginning of every week, start the week strong. Glory be to God. At the beginning of every day, start the day strong. Glory to God. You can even get to the realm where God is operating at the beginning of every hour, every moment. Start strong. You can. Why? Jesus has obtained strength you can't imagine beyond your wildest imagination. So be strong in the Lord. And Ephesians tells us how we can do that. There are different ways we can be strong. In Ephesians chapter 6, it tells us, put on the armor of God. And he listed things like righteousness, salvation, um, truth, the preparation of the gospel of peace, a willingness to preach the gospel. He listed Six different things. And he ended in that list in Ephesians 6. We are not teaching from Ephesians 6 this time. But he ended with praying all prayers in the spirit. Prayer. He used the uniform of a soldier 
and he was just using them as a parallel. So he says something like helmet of salvation. So the same way a soldier that is going to battle will put on a helmet, he's saying you make sure you have salvation on. That's how you are strong. That's how you are strong. The same way you can't put on a uniform without using a belt to hold all your um, equipment, the, the sword and everything they carry, talked about the belt of truth. There's no soldier you see that doesn't have boots, special shoes. Talks about your feet prepared with the gospel of preparation and your, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. How to be strong. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 16. I want you to see again, it's God's will for you to be strong. January is our month of purpose, and I taught you that purpose is being in the will of God. Being in the will of God. I'm telling you tonight, it's God's will for you to be strong. When you are not strong, whether it's spiritually or physically or mentally, you are not in the will of God. Now, you don't need to get condemned if you find yourself like that. You now tell yourself, I need to be in the will. And you look for all these things we are sharing in the Bible. I'm focusing on three major things. That Ephesians 6 is Jara. I'm not even focusing on that one this month. <laughs> I can't teach you everything in the Bible in one series. So I'll just focus on the three <laughs> that God tells us. You can go and study that by yourself. In case you are not particularly excited about the three I'm, I'm, I'm preaching. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And be strong. It's not complicated. Let me hear somebody say it's not complicated. Watch, and in Bible, watching means pray. First Corinthians 16, verse 13, watch or pray. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. Be strong. And verse 14 gives us a powerful key. Let all things be done in love. So it tells us to be strong, tells us how to be strong. Look at this text, Joel 3 and verse 10. Beat your plowshares, talking about farmers, beat them into swords. I know you are not a warrior. I know you are not a farmer. I know you don't think you are at war, but that equipment you are using to, to do your crops, convert it into a sword, and your pruning hook into spears. Joel chapter 3 and verse 10. Let the weak say I am strong. Ah, me, I'm a farmer, I can't fight. Your business, this is the season to fight. Convert your pruning shears into a weapon of war and start confessing, I am strong. Can I hear somebody shout, I am strong? I, am I, I didn't hear somebody, I am strong. Before you exclude yourself, open your mouth and shout, I am strong. I mean, let the weak say, I'm strong. So if they are telling the weak to say, I'm strong, what are the strong supposed to be saying? I'm stronger. <laughs> Amen. I am more than strong. We said from Proverbs 24, 10, there will be days of adversity this year. And the Bible says if you faint, when challenges come, it's because your strength is small. So you invest in strength. You will not be able to invest in strength every day. You may not as a human being. Or you may not be able to do as much as you ought. So you take special seasons. That's what we are telling you to do this January. And these three days to invest in strength. Glory be to God. So that the day of adversity, you will be fine. Glory, glory, glory be to God. How can I be strong 
We've said several things, but on Sunday we said, be praiseful. Start strong with praise. I will ask you a question. From Sunday to now, how has your praise been? Be praiseful. Thank God. Thank God. We looked at Abraham's example. God gave him an impossible promise. And the only way you could ever receive that kind of promise was by faith. And he did not start strong in faith. But they told us how he became strong in faith. Romans 4.20, he gave glory to God. Giving glory to God is like I said on Sunday, is thanking God, declaring what God has done. Give God glory. Don't hold God's glory. Ah, God protected your child from being crushed by an overhead um, something. Give the glory to God. God protected you from an accident. Give the glory to God. Think about the finished work. So it's not only until when there's a manifestation that God delivered you from. Think about what Jesus did. He took away my sin. Give him the glory. He washed me by his blood. Give him the glory. As you praise God, it infuses divine strength into you. Before you know it, you're a hundred-year-old man. You're believing God for a son by this time tomorrow. If there's any promise you have had of God, listen to me. Listen to me from that Abraham's testimony. And you can't seem to lay hold on it. How am I going to get married this year? How am I going to get healed this year? How am I going to get delivered? How am I going to break through? Start doing what Abraham did. Like you have never done it before. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He did not waver at his prophecy of new things through unbelief. But was strengthened in faith. Giving glory to God. Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So this is what the Bible admonishes us in 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Rejoice always. That's amazing. Please put those two texts together. Joy but strength. Joy is, re joy is rejoicing. Rejoicing. Praising God. Thanking God. But strength. So what do you do? Hey, rejoice once in a while. Hey! That's not spiritually smart. My friend, you need strength. And if this is the bucket we are going to use to draw joy or draw salvation, do it all the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that you can be strong when? All the time. God wants you strong. Let me say to you this way. The devil wants you weak. The devil wants you tired. The devil wants you like a Hey, I've not been praying. That's the devil's will for your life. <laughs> you know, you should not be ignorant of the devil's devices. The Bible tells us. That is Satan's will for your life. Hey, I've not been reading my Bible. That's the devil's plan for you. God wants you strong. Say with me, God wants me strong. The devil wants me weak. So since joy is my strength, rejoice evermore. That's the way King James says it. Rejoice evermore. Let's look at one more text in this line. I couldn't get some of these texts on Sunday because of time. I love this one. I want us to study this one closely. Colossians 1.11. Because I like it when the Bible does tautologious things like this. Colossians 1.11. Watch this. And I'm reading from the latter part because of time. Strengthened with all might. According to God's glorious power. So if you don't understand strength, hopefully you should understand might. 
and if might is still a bit confusing, you should understand power. They put all of them together. Form the sentence with it. Strengthened with might unto his glorious power. That's God's will for us. For all patience and long suffering with joy. Remember, joy gives us strength. Giving thanks to the Father, which is the same thing as rejoicing. Glory be to God, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. May that be your portion all the days of your life. In the name of Jesus, partaker of the inheritance. Not a real, I'm just reading inheritance in my Bible. I am eating it. Somebody say, I'm eating it. I'm sleeping with it. I'm waking up with it. I'm testifying of it. Partaker. I, I, when the Bible talks about that, partaker of the inheritance. These are things we have, but not everybody partakes of it. Why don't some partake of it? The answer is in those verses. When we are thankful and we are joyful, we will have strength. Hallelujah. And when we are strong, like Abraham, even if there are reasons in the natural that make it seem as if it's impossible to have what God has told us to have, if we are strong, we can always get it at the end of the day. You will not miss out on God's inheritance for your life. Be strong. Be strong. And you don't need to wait till November to be strong. Start now. Can I hear loud amen? If you want to see victory in February, don't wait till February 28th, 28th of February. To, do we have, okay, yeah, 28th, eh, of the last day of February to start planning to be strong. Start now. That's why we're having three days fasting into February. Strong. How can I be strong? Praising God. Thanking God. Rejoicing. Praise is my weapon. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Number two, I can be strong in the spirit. I want to get into this tonight. This way, we're going to do this tonight. And I want you to make this your goal. When you fast and pray, you renew your strength. Have a strong spirit. Have a strong spirit. How do you do it? Through prayer. Pray with that goal. Jude 20. But you, beloved, can somebody shout, I'm beloved of God? Love. Say, he chose me, he chose me, he chose me. You, beloved, don't just settle with the fact that he chose you. What should you do? Respond. Build up yourself upon your most holy faith. Keep yourselves in the love of God by praying in the Spirit. Praying in the spirit. So particular kind of prayer. Praying in tongues. That's what 1 Corinthians 14 says. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. 1 Corinthians 14 from verse 4. But he who prophesies edifies the church. Verse 2 says it this way. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, even though nobody understands him. And that even includes himself. In the spirit, as he is speaking, hallelujah, he is edifying himself. He's building up himself. He is developing a strong spirit. Can I give you a very good piece of advice? Huh? Are you sure? Don't be weak in spirit. Deliberately, make it a goal. Make it one of your quality decisions. 
like Daniel. I'm going to be strong spiritually. Strong spiritually. Ephesians 3.16. How can I be strong? How can I start strong? Start with praise. Start with being strong in spirit. So you ask yourself, how spiritually strong am I? And based on that response, you make decisions. Do I need to be stronger? I'm sure the answer for all of us is yes. You now invest. How do I do it? You pray. How glory be to God. I said glory be to God. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, Ephesians 3.16, to be strengthened with might. How? By his spirit in your inner man. So you allow the Holy Ghost to strengthen you on the inside. If you are strong in spirit, you can address life issues. Financial issues, you can address them. Marital issues, you can address them. And there will be issues, oh. Ministry issues, you can address them. Things may not always turn out the way you expect them to. But when you are strong in spirit, this that's what Proverbs was telling us again. If you faint in the of adversity, because your, 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 your strength is small. And this is where God wants you and I to be. Mark 14, 38. I'm going to give you several scriptures. See, we are fasting and praying. What do you need fasting and praying? You take the word of God. You read the word of God to yourself. Particularly if it's in line of the goals you have or the target you have for your fast. Make starting strong, being strong, having strength, a goal for this fast season. I mean, in case you don't have a goal. And you, like Dr. K, Dr. K gave us seven scriptures. Mainly from the Psalms about favor and divine protection. You can meditate on that as well. You pray them. You read them, you meditate on them. In this world is life. Hallelujah. You can't read and meditate and pray these things and your life remain the same. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. In other words, you see, the spirit drove him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So those 40 days was trial ground for Jesus so that the temptations he will eventually face, he will not fall. And you overcome temptations by watching and praying. The flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we are starting out disadvantaged because of our flesh. Because of our humanity. And if we don't do anything about the weakness, the flesh... Most likely, we will not be able to stand when we are tempted. So we need times like this, this New Year season, these three days of fasting, to deliberately invest into spiritual strength. Ahead of time, you can't build your house in a storm. May your house have been standing, may it, may it already have been standing, well-grounded when the storm comes. Those are the only houses that can withstand the temptation or the, or the challenge. Glory to God. Luke 180. They told us about John the Baptist. You see, I'm, I'm showing you this is God's will for you and how to do it. How do I get strong? This is how to do it. Luke 180. So the child, John, he grew and became strong in spirit. He became, he wasn't strong in spirit from the beginning. He grew. 
he did some things to get himself strong. The same testimony of Jesus, Luke 2.40. The child Jesus grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. So both John and Jesus deliberately, intentionally, before, at the beginning of their lives, they developed spiritually and became spiritually strong. And we saw the results in their lives. Galatians 6. They're still talking about being strong in the spirit. This is how you can start strong. He that sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit. I, I want you to underline that phrase. And just think about it. Sowing to the spirit. Sowing to the spirit. What will happen when you invest in the spirit? You will reap everlasting life. You, you deliberately, consciously determine I want to be strong or stronger. Glory be to God. Spiritually speaking. So I'm going to sow. What do I sow? Prayers. Time of fasting. The word of God. The wisdom of God. They told us that about Jesus. Told us that about Jesus. Wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. That's the third key I'm going to give you. Number one, start strong with praise. Number two, start strong in the spirit. Number three, start strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Jesus again. Luke 2.40. Luke Jesus grew and became strong in spirit. Number one, filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. That's how he became strong. It's not complicated. The answer is right before our eyes. He was strong because he took hold of God's wisdom. Solomon said wisdom is better than strength. That is comparing having the wisdom of God guiding your life to muscle, physical strength, or financial strength, or military strength. The guy that has wisdom can outwit the person that has financial money but no wisdom. He can outwit the country that has military strength or someone that has muscle. Wisdom is better than strength. So there's how to be strong. We are admonished to be strong, hallelujah. And we are shown how to do it. And that means we can do it. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Say with me, like Jesus, I choose to be filled with wisdom. And I choose to stand in God's grace. And that's the third way to start strong. Start strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I should praise God. I should thank God. I should rejoice. The more praiseful I am. Because praise is my weapon. The stronger I become. I should sow to my spirit. Invest in my spirit. Eba cannot help my spirit. See, we are fasting. Pounded yam. It will help your body, but it won't help your spirit. So there is no point enabling your weaknesses because there are weaknesses in your flesh. Hello. There's no point enabling your weaknesses. May you not be a victim of the adverse consequences of infirmities in the name of Jesus. I hope that prayer is not too complicated for you. And this is how you deal with it. You invest in strength. Because you have flesh. Oh. And one day you're going to say something you should not say. Go to somewhere you should not go. In fact, I've learned over the years, 
when I start seeing those tendencies. Let me give you a very practical example. I, I, I've shared with you before, long before I got born again, I used to watch pornography a lot as a young man. And God helped me. I got born again. I got delivered from it. When I start seeing tendency of maybe things that are pornographic are catching my attention a lot, it's, it's a sign for me personally that, hey, I need to invest in my spirit. My spirit man is getting weak. I don't wait till I've slept with 20 prostitutes. You, 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 you just can't wake up and start. Well, if you don't, when you start, uh, you now want to watch this kind of video. You now want to do this. And it starts like that subtly. When I see repeated patterns, you can't, there's no way you're going to go that you won't see naked women. Even in church, Papa. I'm telling you. <laughs> With the kind of clothes they wear these days. So, the solution is not in the flesh. Talk to me, somebody. And we can't start teaching every day to tell women how to dress or what to wear or what not to wear. Okay, even if you don't see church, TV is there, billboard is there, phone is there. I mean, so when I, and that, that's one area where Satan will always want to attack you. Areas where you have fallen before, you have failed before. Hey, the devil was driven out of this man. But the house was left empty. Then the devil came and saw that the house was empty. He went and he brought seven more wicked spirits. Satan will always come. If you've ever had financial challenges before, you will be tempted again if you've gotten the victory. If you ever had anger problem before, you will be tempted again to be angry. Watch out for, in fact, it's, you see, Satan sometimes helps us. It's an area to know when you start feeling tendencies to go back to things that God has brought you out from. The Bible uses this phrase, a dog that returns to his vomit. Ah, you used to watch pornography, and you've not watched it for years. All of a sudden, you won't start watching it again. You are a dog that is returning to his vomit, or a pig that is returning to the mud, to the wallow. When, you, when those temptations start coming, it's time for you to invest in your spirit. Extra. And you don't have to wait till you are back inside the vomit. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Strong spirit. And the third way is to stand in grace. 2 Timothy 2.1. Let's quickly do this one because I want us to invest in praying tonight. 2 Timothy 2.1. You therefore, my son, my daughter, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace. The grace is available. Hello, somebody. The grace is available, but be strong in it. Be rooted in it. Be grounded in it. Be founded on it. That's how Jesus became strong. Hallelujah. That's how he grew. He grew in grace. The grace Jesus walked in last year was not the one he's walking in this year. And how he abounded in wisdom and he abounded in grace. You never saw him on the same level of wisdom. You never saw him on the same level of grace. And that's how he became strong. You shall be strong like never before this year in Jesus' name. How, how can I be strong in grace? Watch this. Watch this. Second Timothy chapter, I mean, Second Corinthians chapter 12. Apostle Paul told us his story. So he said, as he was doing ministry, going about, let, let's read this story. It's a lovely story, and I think it's been a while since I taught from here. Second Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7. Amazing. Somebody's life is going to change from today in the name of Jesus. 
somebody you're going to return to church the next time you come with an amazing testimony in Jesus name just grab a hold of what the Spirit of God is telling us tonight. Second Timothy, Second Corinthians 12 from verse 7. Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations. So Apostle Paul discovered this about himself. God was giving him abundance of He had more revelation than even the apostles that lived and slept and ate with Jesus did not know. He taught them things they didn't know about Christ. But lest that, that those revelations should take him higher and higher, a thorn in the flesh was given to him. Some people say it was God, but the Bible told us it wasn't God, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. And if you read the previous chapter, really, you will see most likely what he meant by that thorn in the flesh, challenges he was facing in his life and ministry. All the problems he was facing, he would go and preach somewhere, they would throw him in prison. He would go and preach somewhere, they would stone him to death. He's sailing to go and preach somewhere, the, the ship will have shipwreck. He talked about all that in the previous chapter. So, concerning this thing, all these challenges I'm having, imagine you're always having financial problem, or always having marital problem, or a health crisis. Concerning that, he prayed to the Lord, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it may depart from me. Verse 9, and God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm telling you how to be strong in grace. That's what we are looking at. Because Paul told him to be strong in grace. This is how you get there. See, when he was praying that prayer, he wasn't yet strong in grace. He gave us a revelation here. God told him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Glory be to God. Therefore, most godly, I would rather boast in my infirmities... That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Verse 10. Therefore I take pleasure in my infirmities. In reproaches. In needs. In persecutions. In distresses. For Christ's sake. Or for the anointing's sake. For when I'm weak then I'm strong. Hallelujah. Amazing. Let's try and unpack some of those things. Please. First and foremost... Grace comes to you in the area of your weakness. In the area of your weakness. Ah, I have financial challenges. There's grace for you in that area. Hey, I have health challenges. There's grace for you in that area. Glory to God. Hey, I'm struggling spiritually. There's grace for you in that area. This is what the Bible teaches. Where sin abounds or where the oppression of sin or the power of sin or Satan trying to take advantage of our infirmities and weaknesses, where it abounds, grace did much more abound. So where I have challenges, please watch this. I have grace automatically. Watch, so look at Paul, he was doing this ministry. First of all, the revelations came by grace. He said to, of himself, I am the least, or I should be the least, or the worst of the apostles. Me that I was prosecuting the church. Me that I was killing Christians and putting them in prison. I'm the one that God now gave all this revelation. God didn't give it to Peter. Or the people that wanted to die for Jesus. Me that I was killing them. By grace. said, I thank my God for putting me in the ministry. Counting me faithful. Me that I am the least of them. But as those revelations came... Challenges also were now coming that the, the other people didn't experience. So he was telling God, take away the challenges. God said, no. 
No, that's not how grace works. First of all, if, if the grace wasn't there, I mean, if the challenges weren't there, the grace would not be there. So, Paul had to switch. I taught you something last week. Are you an in Christ Christian or are you an in crisis Christian? And what we mean by that is this. When there's trouble, when there are challenges, do you talk crisis or do you talk Christ? This is what it means to be strong in grace. People that are strong in their weakness, when problems come, they'll be talking their weakness, like Paul was talking before. Ah, he pleaded. You are not supposed to be pleading. Don't beg God. This is already yours. They are your inheritance. That's weakness talk here. I pleaded three times. The first time he prayed, God did not answer him because it's a useless prayer. Second time, God did not answer him. Useless prayer. Don't talk crisis. God doesn't need to hear crisis. Before the challenge came, God already offered a solution. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Then now God gave him revelation and he had a shift in the way he was applying his faith. I'm not going to be talking my weaknesses. In fact, he said I'm now even thanking God. I take pleasure in my infirmities. When they beat me, I praise God. Because I've come to realize for every weakness in my life, there's strength. Hallelujah. For every problem I have, there's grace. So I focus more. I may not see the grace. I may not feel the grace. But I know it is there. Hallelujah. So I choose to be strong in that invisible grace by faith. Rather than focusing on my weakness. Everybody that has one kind of financial challenge here, I'm telling you by God's spirit, there is grace to overcome that challenge. It comes as the problem comes. Everybody with health challenge, there is grace to overcome that health challenge. Everybody with one challenge spiritually, with your stewardship in church, the grace is there. The question is, are you strong in the grace? By focusing on the grace? By thanking God for the grace? Hallelujah. Or you are focused on the weakness. Glory be to God. Paul made a switch. Concerning this thing, verse 8, I was pleading with God. Let the problems not come. Ah, God, make me Dangote's child. I don't want any more financial challenge. God said, no. <laughs> no. My grace is sufficient for you. Can somebody see that tonight? Huh? Can you see it? No, before you say it, can you see it? That is grace. It's of Because the challenge many times is we are seeing the crisis. Hallelujah. And we are talking crisis rather than talking in Christ. But you can make a switch. And I'm telling you, when you start running your faith with a paradigm of I am in Christ, regardless of all these problems. Look, look at what he said again. I take pleasure. Hallelujah. Before we read that, look at the latter part of verse 9. I most gladly, therefore most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities. In other words, I give God the glory in spite of my infirmities. Glory to God. That the power of Christ can rest upon me. That's how to get the power to come. Amen. I take pleasure in my infirmities, in the reproaches. Because I have now come to understand with every pressure, with every reproach, with every pain, there's a supply of grace that is more, hallelujah, than the challenge. And that's how you become strong in grace. Hallelujah. 
First Corinthians chapter 1, I'm beginning to close and then we're going to pray. Somebody's life again will change tonight forever. First Corinthians 1 from verse 26. Let's read from verse 27 because of time. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world that he may put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of this world that he may put to shame the things that are mighty. Verse 28. And the base things of this world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh may glory in his presence. Your so-called infirmity or weakness or reproach or problem is the reason for there to be that grace available to you. God saw your weakness and rather than take away the weakness, he gave you grace. You should now learn in spite of that weakness to be strong in that grace. Believe that the grace is there. That's the switch you need to make. He didn't take, he, he saw the weak, he gave them grace to be strong. He saw the base, he gave them grace to be elevated. Hallelujah. He saw the foolish, he gave them grace to be wise. So, these infirmities, these weaknesses we have, and we have them. We have them. It is because of the infirmity of our flesh that we know not what to pray for as we ought, that God has now given us the Holy Spirit to help us to pray in groanings that cannot be uttered. If we didn't have that weakness, there would be no need for the Holy Ghost to come and help us to pray. Are you understanding what we are saying tonight? If we, did, if we didn't have that weakness of we don't know what to pray, if we were quote and unquote like God that know all things, we will not have the supply of grace of the Holy Ghost helping us to pray in that dimension. But we have that weakness as humans. But God didn't leave us with the weaknesses. He has made a way for us to be partakers of the divine nature by supplying grace for our weaknesses. Let us learn to be strong in the grace. Most people still live as if they are in crisis. And when you are not in crisis, when you are in crisis, you are no longer in crisis. The only question is what is dominating your mind. Somebody say, "I choose grace." I choose to be strong in grace. Hallelujah! I just choose to focus my attention on the grace of God. And I'm like Paul. I now glory in my infirmities. Hallelujah. I glory. In other words, in spite of the challenges around me, I begin to thank God that has already made me more than a conqueror. Oh, hallelujah. We are coming back to that. I'm already more than a conqueror. I know I may not have the money I need yet, but bless God, in spite of this financial challenge or whatever the challenge is, because of this weakness, automatically God must have supplied grace. Hallelujah. So in spite of the challenge, I begin to talk like I'm in Christ. Because I am in Christ anyway. And I give glory to God. That's how you become strong in grace. I'm telling you, that's how you become strong in grace. And if you will stay doing that one day, how, you see, how grace brings victory, it's, it's, it differs from person to person. I use this guy a lot. I can't pronounce his name very well. Mark Viju, whatever his name is. 
that was born without limbs. Hmm? Today, look at what he has become. In fact, it is because of that limblessness that the favor is enjoying. He's living a fulfilled life. That's one of the most practical. That's how this thing works. So. Now, he could have been strong in his weakness. Hey, uh, I don't have limbs. And there are many limbless people. That's how they live their life. Talking crisis. Hey, I have no legs. Hey, I don't have parents. Hey, nobody came to help me. Talking their weakness. But not him. He switched. And still focusing on grace. Now, watch. Oh, the great, can God grow limbs? Talk to me, somebody. He did it in Acts. But for the people... When Philip went to Samaria, God grew their limbs. God didn't grow this one's limbs. But he's still having fulfillment. I saw a picture of him earlier in the week. His wife. Just his wife. And now three children. I think they just had twins. So is it three or four children? A lovely family. That's how grace works. The weakness attracts the grace. So if there is weakness, is there anybody that has any kind of weakness in their life here? Switch. By the revelation of scripture, that means automatically there's abundance of grace for me in this area. Let me now be strong in that grace. And your life will chai. You will just see a great flight like you have never known. Rise on your feet. Lift your hands to heaven. Is anybody choosing strength this evening? Three simple things. One, begin to praise God. Open your mouth. Lift those hands. Bless God where you are. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.